Hi, everyone, and welcome to Mission and Meaning, a monthly podcast that connects you with the important mission-related learning and work happening around our Sacred Heart community. I'm your host, Ben Sue, Director of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Access, and a member of the Office of Mission, Culture, and Strategy. For this spring and summer, we'll be continuing to explore the theme of restorative practices by hearing from different voices in our school community, from both educators and students, about how they've been thinking about, offering, and benefiting from restorative practices in our SHS community. I'm excited to introduce Jen Delgado, who's a fourth grade teacher at our PA. She holds a BA and an MA in early childhood education from San Francisco State University. And she's been in the education field for over a decade with experience within and outside of the classroom. We're so fortunate to have her as an educator, and for this episode, she'll be offering us a glimpse into her fourth grade classroom and the ways in which restorative practices have helped her to cultivate belonging and community with her younger students. I started my journey at Sacred Heart Schools as an after-school care provider and associate teacher with previous experience teaching preschool. I've been honored to be a second-year fourth-grade teacher at the Lower Middle School. As an alum preschool teacher, I've done many circles with students. However, it wasn't until my first year of teaching and working with our Director of Mission and Culture, Brisa Diaz, where I learned the deeper meaning and value of community circles. Community circles are a powerful part of my practice because it builds trust, security, and respect amongst the students and teachers. It's a sacred time where students are active listeners and participators. It allows everyone to take a step back and listen to different perspectives. For example, sometimes students may need time to reset and think about how their actions can affect others. In this approach, students learn to hold each other accountable, take accountability for individual actions, and think about how their actions can affect others. It overall provides social awareness and allows students time to reflect on the next steps moving forward. Our school community values and models the code of the heart, which promotes being caring, responsible, respectful, and ready. We use community circles as a reflective practice and tool to check in with students in order to work towards being a positive member of our community. Many people think that a restorative circle is related to fixing a problem in their classroom. Not in all cases. There are positive sides to it. Community circles are such a natural practice that happens organically in our classrooms. They help build community, set norms, and strengthen relationships. Morning meetings are just one example that I use as a form of restorative practice. I will guide you through one of many impactful morning meetings in fourth grade, where we set our class norms through community building. Morning meetings are protected times that we have to connect, check in, and ease into our school day. Upon arrival, students will read the morning meeting slide and message that is displayed on the projector. This way, they know in advance what to expect during our circle time. Each meeting runs in the same format with the message, greeting, question, and activity. We sit in a circle around the carpet so that students and teachers are sitting closer to each other. This helps build a close-knit community. It's important that we all can see each other and we're focused on being active listeners and participators. Let's go back in time to August, the first week of school. It's a brand new school year and teachers have worked hard to set up their classrooms. 
students are recharged and eager to meet their homeroom teacher and classmates for the new year. However, not all students are excited. There was one student who was clearly anxious his first day, and I knew the practices we have in place would support him and any others who felt the same. What does a morning meeting look like? During morning arrivals, students walk into the classroom and they read the morning message. At 8.30, the students make their way to the carpet and sit in a circle. We begin with the greeting where each student greets one person. The expectation is for students to greet in girl-boy order and they must greet the person back before greeting a new student. A greeting can be as simple as a good morning or we add a little bit of spice where students can use a silly voice or add a movement. After everyone has been greeted, we move on to the, our message and share. This opens the door for deeper connections and discussions. The message is where I would introduce a question for our share and incorporate the norm setting process. This also helps with a smooth transition into our classroom agreement activity. Some students may volunteer to read the morning message aloud, which states, Welcome to fourth grade. I hope that you have a relaxing summer full of quality time with your family and enjoyed meeting your teachers yesterday. This is going to be one exciting school year. As we continue to meet as a community, our hope is to build relationships with each other, be a good friend to all, and model the code of the heart. Ready, responsible, respectful, and caring. How can we, as fourth graders, model the code of the heart and why is it important in our community? Take some time to think about these questions. We will have time to share in just a few minutes. Miss Delgado. A morning message not only provides opportunities of self-reflection, but it promotes engagement with peers and voices to be heard. From here, I would restate the questions from the morning message and give ample time for students to reflect individually. I ask them to show me a thumbs up when they're ready to share. As I notice that all thumbs are up, we set the timer on the board for two minutes for students to turn and talk with their elbow partner. This creates a space where students can see, value, and embrace one another's perspectives, which is part of community building. I observe that some students who shy away from volunteering begin to open up eventually. It's surprising to see this transformation where confidence and collaboration grows. As we come back together as a whole group, my goal is to extend on this discussion and create our classroom agreement using the code of the heart as guiding pieces. I refer to the chart paper for our activity that is divided into four sections with ready, responsible, caring, and respectful. Now that they've had time to think about our code of the heart, the next task is to create our class norms agreement. During this time, I would be dictating on chart paper as we move through each section. A few examples students suggested were, to show readiness is to finish homework and focus on the speaker. To show being responsible is to wear uniforms and clean their spaces. To show respectfulness is to not judge others and call out. To show caring is to be polite and honest. I find that students are more inclined to follow through with these class agreements when they've contributed to creating them. After brainstorming as a whole group, I give the students another chance to reflect and write down their top three norms for each part of the code of the heart to create our class agreement. In conclusion, we agreed as a community to be ready, 
is to be on time to class, finish homework on time, and be an active listener. To be responsible is to clean up after themselves, have materials ready for class, and plug in the Chromebooks. To be respectful is to not interrupt speakers, use the quiet coyote signal, love everyone, and include all. And to be caring is to be polite, honest, and leave no one behind. These aren't norms that were decided for the students, but rather the class agreed upon. There is more motivation to follow through because of this. Morning meetings are opportunities to set norms. We want all students to feel comfortable and that they're in a safe place to be heard and valued. It's an effective practice because norms set the expectation for all students and are referenced when there are times we need reminders and to hold each other accountable. They are a productive learning environment that sets the tone for the rest of the day. I've learned through this process that if we don't go over the class norms, students may not take accountability for their actions. Class norms set the tone of the classroom and if we don't spend time on them, it can take away what is expected from our community. It is key to set the expectations right away so students know what is expected within our community. Everyone plays a role during the norm process, and it's a teachable moment for all. It's rewarding when students take on the responsibility to use a hand signal called quiet coyote when it's too loud in class, give reminders to each other about materials, and clean up before each transition. Community Circles opens the door to building trust, relationships, and being vulnerable within a community. The outcome for students is really to hold each other accountable and know what is expected each day as they step into the classroom. Thank you, Jen, for inviting us into your classroom, for sharing about your deep care and knowledge for working with our students, and for explaining how restorative practices provide a process for students to learn together, to share, and to help one another to live out the code of the heart. And this concludes another episode of Mission and Meaning. If you have any questions or thoughts, please reach out directly to me Ben Sue at bsue at shschools.org or contact the Office of Mission, Culture, and Strategy at omcs at shschools.org.